All right, everybody, welcome back to FinTech Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. I am uh, super pumped today to have my good friend, Paul Gelati, uh, joining us. And uh, Paul is the Chief Operating Officer of Pinnacle Home Loans. And he's also the co-founder and CEO of Access Lending Academy, which I'm really excited to talk about uh, a little bit later in our show. Paul, welcome. Thank you for Thank joining. You. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. This is going to be really fun. I'm really excited about it. I think so, definitely. So, Paul, as I as I told you uh, when we kind of prepped for this, which was a loose preparation, by the way. Yeah. Um, I like to start off asking my guests to define the term fintech because it means something different to everybody, depending on where you sit in the in the uh, in the ecosystem. So, hopefully, you've had a little chance to to think about that and uh, tell us what fintech means to you. I did. And, it, you know, Brian, it was so funny when you asked me that, right? I was like, well, fintech, it's financial technology. Um, and then I sat back and thought, what, is this like a trick question? Like, is there, <laughs> you know, does Webster have it as a dictionary or like, what do, what do people say about fintech and what it means? So, you know, I started kind of checking it out, um, not to sway what my concept of fintech is, but just to see what you know, the world is saying about um, fintech. And it was really interesting. I, I saw a couple of different definitions on Wikipedia and, you know, kind of out there in the, on the intranets. Um, and what I found most interesting about what I saw was um, statements of it being a new financial industry that applies technology to improve financial activities. And they listed activities being a new application a new process, a new product, or business model in the financial service industry. And then it went on to further say that um, it was financial services and it could provide an end-to-end -end process. So I took that and I got super excited uh, because you know I'm a huge geek about innovation, right? And I have yeah. like, you know, I'm very visual. So when I, when I think of fintech and when i think of innovation i think of it as being circular because it's continuously moving so my definition of fintech is is really in alignment with i think well i wouldn't say wikipedia is the world's answer but with <laughs> what a lot of people say about fintech and it's technology used as a tool in the financial services but it's really about innovation it's really about redefining and bringing to bringing to to the top or to a boiling point or you know whatever analogy you want to use about finding a process a new procedure um, to better the experience and it's it to me that's super sexy because we all know our consumer our world especially after what everybody went through in 2019 um, is rapidly changing. And as people that are in the financial services industry, we've got to morph to change with it. And so I think this concept of FinTech is really starting to make this movement of not just being about a POS or a CRM, but encumbering a little bit more of like what FinLocker does. And that's grabbing a hold of and how can we innovate? How can we make it better? I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So we're we're uh, the fifth. This is our fifth episode, and I've asked that question now five times, and 
there's some common themes, but everyone's had their own kind of unique definition, which I think is so cool because it does tell you that um, it's, to me, when you have something like a term like FinTech or a space like FinTech, and it's so, uh, the interpretation is so wide, it tells you that we're early in that journey, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and to me, being early in the journey is exciting because we all have an opportunity to kind of shape what it is that or how fintech now is going to enable a, a different consumer experience and in our world of mortgage we've been kind of doing the same old thing for a long time and, and we're ripe very ripe for uh, kind of a new consumer experience so thanks for thanks for sharing your your perspective on that yeah you, you hit on you hit on another term in your definition and I want to poke at that a little bit because I think it's near and dear to your heart. You, you talked about innovation, innovations, and we're fresh off of the California Mortgage Bankers Association Mortgage Innovators Conference, which you co-chaired this year. Based on based on the conference, first of all, thanks for inviting um, us to, to participate. We had a great time. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about what you all what you saw from the conference. Um, what you're excited about uh, as a conference or as a, an association. And um, did you learn, was there anything like this, you, you, left the, you left the conference with saying, man, we got to look into that? You know, uh, besides Finlocker, of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, there, it was a little bit more of an overall arching um, conversation that I walked away with, um, I think, our industry is really starting to understand how important innovation and technology is in our industry. And what I walked away with is really start people really starting to grasp professionals, I shouldn't say people, professionals in our industry, really starting to grasp that regardless of who you are, where you are in the manufacturing of mortgages, um, regardless of what size you are, there's technology out there for you. And so when we first, when FinTech started to hit our industry, it was very much for the uh, larger um, bankers, independent bankers maybe, but larger companies and, and you know larger servicing companies. And now it's really starting to move through um, to be accessible to anyone, which is really exciting as you were saying, because what that means is it's starting to evolve in the, um, it's starting to evolve to where, you know, everybody can grasp it, right? Yeah. And utilize it. What the biggest takeaway I, I got for Pinnacle from the conference is really how important data is. And we all have this data, what do we do with it? How do we act upon it? How do we provide our customer who's the consumer with um, knowledge that they need to be able to understand when to move forward with a new mortgage, whether that's a refi or a purchase. So that was really, that's really what I'm going to focus on this year um, as, as working with the executive team at Pinnacle is we've got this data, what can we do with it? Um, you know, there was some staggering statistic and I want to say the mortgage lending industry is houses is the second largest industry that houses as much data as any other industry because we we have it all. 
Yeah. Um, and, and so what can we do with that? Well, just, yeah, you just think about the one data set that we all touch every day in, a, in the business, the, the, the mortgage application, the 1003, right? Mm -hmm. There is, I, I'm not aware, maybe there is out there, but I'm not aware of another consumer financial transaction that requires as much data as the mortgage 1003. And so to your point, you know, when, 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 a lend, when a lender and originator is engaging a consumer at the very first point of contact when they're, when they're taking a la an application, you now have, you know, arguably the largest financial data set on that consumer. Now, granted, it's a point in time snapshot, but nonetheless, you know more about that consumer based on that data set than most any other financial services provider. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it, what's been fascinating to me is I, you know, I've been in the mortgage industry for almost 30 years. Very few lenders who are non-banks have figured out ways to help consumers do more with that same data set, whether it's you know insurance type products or other financial services products. Um, and, and I think that's this is just this is just me. Uh, share an opinion at this point, but I think that's the next uh, frontier mm -hmm. that we're going to start to see uh, non-bank originators uh, seek to, to kind of take take a place in, which is these other financial services products. You know, you think about, you think about the traditional mortgage broker and their relationship in the uh, transaction, right? They gather that application data, any supporting documentation, and then match the best to their best of their ability, match that consumer, their situation with a lender that's going to be the best suited for that particular time for that customer. Why couldn't they do that with other financial services products? So I, I think we're at a place, you know, in the not too distant future where there'll be other uh, financial transactions that originators are able to help consumers with. And, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, is that, is that something that you all talk about at Pinnacle? You know, we don't necessarily talk about it at Pinnacle, um, but I do have some thoughts on that, and, and I think that you're you're spot on. Um, I think that the consumer is now, they're becoming more and more relaxed about certain things, and they're becoming more and more demanding about other things, right? And that demand is instantly right now what's best for me, and it's almost a little bit more of an all-encumbering you know, type of concept. And, you know, I think that consumers are really, and, and this isn't to say that, you know, Wells Fargo mortgage is the answer, or Bank of America mortgage is the answer, because that concept of this is where, <clears throat> excuse me, where my money is housed and Ross and, you know, my mortgage, et cetera. I don't, I don't think that's quite it, but I think consumers think to themselves, well, if they know this about me, why can't they support the other function, insurance? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, or, you know, it, if they know that I need to, you know, I want to buy a home, I'm not quite ready. How come they can't support me in ensuring that I'm, I'm ready when I want to be ready in, in that function? So I think that's what you're talking about, right? Like yeah. a, a little bit more, um, you know, we're in this, we're, I feel like we're in this, um, communication, communication era. I feel like we're in this this time and period where we've got now we know how to gather all this information and now we're starting to figure out what can we do with it 
And it's almost not from just a profitability standpoint. It's almost from a, because we can, if that makes yeah. sense, right? And so I think that's how the consumer looks at it too. To your point, if, if we're getting quotes on insurance, because we have to change the loss payee, and the insurance isn't the right coverage, or it's 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 much higher than it should be. It's almost it should almost be part of our responsibility to to state well, this is you know where you are, and this is where you could be type thing. Right. Yeah, I think you hit on something in that in that answer around the consumer expectation, and I, and I think we're we're definitely at a day and age where. The average consumer, and I don't even know what the average consumer is anymore. By the way, <laughs> um, I'm probably on the on the older end of an average consumer, sadly. Um, but but nonetheless, when I'm buying something or contemplating the purchase of something, I research it. And the first place I go to research it is on my computer in my pocket, my phone. Yep. I may not I may not buy there every time, but I'm at least doing some research and learning, right? And so. Yeah. I think in in mortgage, um, that's definitely something that's happening. Is you know with with the advent of technology and the advent of mobile technology, answers are at our fingertips. It was funny. I was listening to a a, uh, a podcast over the weekend, and it, it was it was talking about higher learning and uh, whether or not you know we'll see this this uh, continued appetite for college education, right? And, and if, you know, I'm just thinking back when I was in college, you had to read and memorize in order to learn, right? Mm -hmm. Technically, you probably still need to do that, but every answer that every question you have in in college can be found in a in a Google search or on a YouTube video. And so, just like people are learning differently, I think people are consuming financial services products differently, and they're they're more much more reliant on technology to, to answer questions and then as a result they're also much more comfortable engaging and using technology as part of that that solution part of that transaction solution yeah that's it that god that you know i'd love for you to send me that article that sounds really interesting and it's i guess maybe to add to that or a question about that is people are starting to then well, people then start to learn differently yeah. Um, and that different is more, I don't want to say theoretical because it's also very analytical, but it's not just two plus two is four and you memorize that, but it's, well, if two plus two is four, then you take away one and you really start thinking about okay. what the questions are and what the oh, answers yeah. are. Um, and so that that's going to be a great generation because they're not going to be walking around like you and I where... You know, we learn two plus two is four. You know, robotic, right? Yeah. But it'll be more about the or the flashcards. Yep. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. Exactly. The, oh, that's the really multiplication flashcards. So yeah. this is a this is a perfect segue to what I'm really excited to talk about. We we just talked about learning a little bit, and you're doing something really cool at Access Lending Academy uh, around learning. And uh, when, when you shared this with me the first time, it just kind of got my, got my brain running with, with ideas. And it's, it's something that our industry really needs. But I think beyond mortgage, there's, there's, there's gonna be a play for what you're doing at Access. So nobody knows what the heck you're doing. Let's talk about it. Let, 
Paul, tell us what what is Access Lending Academy, and just share what what you guys are up to there because it's a it's a great story. Well, thank you very much, Brian. Um, you know, we're really we're all really passionate about it, and that's what makes it even that much more amazing to us. Um, and everybody we come in contact just beam and light up when we start talking about you know um, our, our goal for Access Lending Academy and. I will say now, as you're talking about it, it really starts to move towards that concept of what is the education really gonna be like in the future? Um, so we saw a need as a group of people, um, and you know, we started kind of kicking around this idea of um, looking at our industry as um, not being diverse um, and not having um, solutions to this. Um, so, you know, Brian, I'm sure you've hear, heard, um, you know, coming from Flagstar, who play, who's a, you know, very steep in um, educating on diversity and equity and inclusion in our industry. Yeah. Um, it's been something that's been out there for a while. And we also started to look at our industry from this point of view of, um, you know, we've heard this terminology aging out. Right? There's a lot of people in our industry that have been on the operations side and in management side have been in the industry for 25 plus years. <laughs> um, so what that does is that, um, you know, there, there's, there's um, I don't want to say staleness, but when people stay in an industry so, for, for so long, they don't bring new practices. Um, right. They don't bring experience, new experiences. Um, they might bring experiences from their personal life or maybe continuing education, but it's not um, experiences that can be related to the mortgage industry from, let's say, hospitality or retail. Um, so we sat back and started to take a look at all of these different um, solutions that we wanted to solve for, and we started to develop Access Lending Academy. Um, what's first and foremost important to us as an organization is to provide um, a diverse group of people with an opportunity. Um, and, and these people that we're working with, you know, our first class is set to go live on um, May 17th, so just around the corner. Yeah. Um, and what these folks are really looking for is a, a, a career path. They're looking for um, something to lift them or level them up and for them to be able to do what they can do. They just need this opportunity. And so those are the learners or students that we're looking for. Um, and we bring them into our academy and they go through a 90-day education program. It's broken out by a basics foundation and then it moves into a lab and then it moves into a paid internship at our affiliate fulfillment company, where we also concentrate on wellness, mind, body, and soul to get them ready for our industry. We're both smiling. <laughs> we both know they need that. Yeah. Um, and then we provide them permanent placement with uh, lenders. Um, so as we're moving through this, then we're sitting back and saying, you know what, we're, this is going to, there, there's going to be an additional leg to this. Um, education program that also starts to move into communities. And as we move into communities, we're also gonna be able to start to 
really concentrate on not only driving for diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workforce, but driving for diversity, equity, and inclusion as homeowners. I read a staggering statistic, I believe it was about two weeks ago, um, and the rate that the African-American homeowner rate is the same as it was in 1968. Right. So to even say those words kind of gives me the chills because that's yeah. super ridiculous. Yep. Um, and so we're, 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 we're working towards driving, I believe, for, for a myriad of solutions, which is really exciting. Yeah, I, I um, when, when I first, when we first talked about this, I just thought it, it hit me right, right in the, in the middle of the eyes there. It's like a lot of lenders, and it, like you said, Flagstar, where I came from, was very focused and very uh, committed to diversity and inclusion. And, and, and a lot of companies have done a lot of really cool things around that. And most of it was on the, I'll, I'll say the hiring side you're you're coming at it from a different angle which is super cool and very needed by the way you're coming at it from the learner perspective right you're you're filling the funnel potentially for a lot of these companies that want to do the right thing and hire uh you know folks of of color and, and other minorities and, and other protected classes but you're providing real resources to these folks for learning our industry from the from kind of the ground level and then you've got a pathway for them through your internship program right into the, the broader industry. I just think it's such a, a needed resource. Uh, and I'm super excited to see kind of how this takes hold and, 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 and where it goes. I mean, you guys are, you know, you're, you're, you're launching. It's in the launch phase now, so we're early. But are, are there any, how do you guys think about, like, the key milestones ahead? Any major goals that you have as we exit 21 and go into 2022? You know, we're, we're, again, like you said, we're just in the, the ramping up period. You know, our, I, I'm really excited for our first class to take shape. Um, as a nonprofit organization, you know, anybody that's worked in that sector before, you know it can go a myriad of different ways. Um, but because to your point, it's providing for so many different solutions at one time. Uh, you know, we are supporting our lenders, our lender um families with the ability to provide them um, awareness and, and activity and function in corporate social responsibility. And right. we are providing, you know, individuals that they've got to want to and they're going to work towards it. You know, we're, we're serious. Our learners, if they don't maintain a 75% GPA, they're out. Right. Uh, you know, if they don't follow through, if they miss more than two classes, they're out. Um, and, and, because we want them to really be in it to win it, right? We're, yeah. we're supporting them and create, creating a new career. So I think um, we really are looking for awareness. Um, we're looking for support from our um, lenders in our community. Um, and we're also starting to kind of poke around to, um, and you and I have talked about this, Brian, other uh, community organizations um, that might have some type of um, you know, not job fair, but like job bank. Um, yeah. They think they already have a great audience that we could work with. Um, as we move into 2022, as we move into next year and about a year's time, we also want to grow into um, 
you know, reaching out to junior colleges and really start educating people on the mortgage lending industry. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what this percentage is, and I feel like I've said this a couple of times, so I probably need to research this. <laughs> um, I guess I could Google it real quick to your point. Yeah, there you um, go. But the percentage of people in our nation that have obtained a mortgage at one point in time in their life is, is a fairly high percentage. Yeah. And so it's also been very shocking to me that our industry is plays such an important role in, in people's day-to-day -day lives and there's no education on it. You know, you go to <laughs> school. Still, it's, you, yeah. It's the school of hard knocks is, is what we yeah. all go through. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really want to start moving in that direction where we, you know, it becomes a class and, and you know, our syllabus is used and just understand what it's about, you know, just right. as, um, somebody would go and take an accounting class or, you know, a, a marketing class or whatever the case is. Well, like I said, I, when you, when, when you told me, uh, what you guys were doing, I got super excited and I knew that I wanted to talk about it on, on our show today. So before we kind of get to the closing here, how, how can, uh, how can folks, uh, learn more, you know, other industry professionals learn more about what you're doing at access? What's the best way for them to connect with you? Uh, you know, check out our website. We've got a ton of information on there and it's, it's nicely broken out between, you know, if you're a lender, if you're a solution provider, if you're a learner, uh, if you're interested in donating or partnering with us, it's all broken out there. And, uh, my personal contact information is also on our website. Um, so, you know, feel free to just reach out to me and, and we'll start communicating and a conversation as to how we can support each other. I love it. So everybody, that's accesslendingacademy.com. Yep. Yep. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, that's super cool, Paul. I'm glad we were able to, to talk about that today. So I, I, I close all of uh, my shows similar to how I open them, asking kind of the, a similar question and we close it the same way. And uh, you've got a, you've got a great background, a great story to tell, share with us just a, something outside of business that, uh, that people w would be interested in learning a little bit more about Paul Gelati. You know, where I'm sitting right now, Brian, I will share with you uh, my family. All uh, right. I've got a, uh, we've got a son, Cooper, that's about to turn six, and our spitfire of <laughs> a daughter, Kennedy, uh, who's about to turn three. And those two adorable angels, as I will call them, uh, keep me on my toes uh, quite a bit. <laughs> I'm a little bit of an older father of a younger kids. Um, so from my perspective, it's helping me maintain and uh, be young. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, because I'm constantly, uh, when was it, Saturday morning, they were getting antsy. So I was like, you know what, you guys, we're going to go outside and have a water balloon fight. <laughs> and this is going to be a legit water balloon fight, you know, so being able to do stuff like that is just super fun. And it keeps, um, it keeps you moving and keeps you motivated, um, because you want them to see how you approach life so that right. they start to think about it and approach it the same way. So you've got to take this attitude of it's fun. It's about growth. It's about learning. And if you're not enjoying it, don't do it. That's right. Well, yeah. you're, you're doing it right. I know that. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining FinTech Fridays. You've been a great guest, great information. Um, I'll be watching out for Access Lending Academy for sure. Um, also, great job with the Mortgage Innovators Conference. It's, it's truly one of 
one of the best well-run uh, events. It's a shame we didn't all get to be in San Diego, but uh, there is next year for that. Uh, next year, that's right. We're now right. right now. Yeah. Paul, thanks again for joining. Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate it. It was great. Thank you.